All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. All right. That's Bo. You know who I am. Hey. Hey, how's everybody doing? How's everybody huh? doing? How's everybody today? doing? We're a little tardy to this. Um, you and I, we learned a valuable lesson this weekend. You know what we learned? Don't build a Vegas trip around a Nebraska football game because if that Nebraska football, let's just, I'm just, let's just hypothetically say you're up 20 to 13. You've just kicked the team's ass for like the whole game. And I don't know, you punt a ball to a guy and he just like runs for a touchdown and you lose in overtime. I know that's really far-fetched. That can derail a Vegas trip. That can derail it. Does that ruin your day? It, slightly let's be honest so full, again yeah. full, we so we were in vegas me you a couple other buddies we're watching the game we're feeling good we're excited nebraska loses in overtime and let's be real about the rest the day the trip we might as well went straight to the airport and just flown home yeah we had a we had a sailboat full gale winds behind us for a great night and then nothing just flat flimsy just over gut punch that's you know what's weird is like so you're in vegas you can bet the game if you want to both you and i didn't bet the game and my line to you i think i'm gonna point is like listen until they gotta prove like that they're not gonna like that they can get over the hump before i'm gonna like put money on them yeah so you would think you're not surprised when what you anticipate potentially happening happens but i don't know man is that on the that game almost feels like it's on if you if you're making a top 10 list of the past 10 years of gut punch losses why does that one feel that one feels as bad as any of them in the frost era to me i think if i would not surprising no that's what i'm trying to say i think what what is crushes us with that loss is we've had losses. It was like it was fumbles. It was picks. It was balls thrown deep. You know, like right, right. it was. You know, I'm thinking of Colorado Northwestern. I'm thinking of fumble against Iowa. Like you know, we're we're trying. This was a punter and punting the ball in like you know like in a in a time where oh man, it's just like right. it's so not on the other you know offense defense and the guys that were out there battling that we've been like waiting for to play that way and it's a punt right that's the part that i think hurts Maybe that's what it's, it's it's like the thing that you felt like was out of those it was out of like adrian's and the defensive lines and the receivers control it's the punter and it's a punt i think that's what hurts so much about it it was like I almost like feel better if we lose if Adrian fumbles or something. You right, know, like right. That's that, an easier they, thing to accept, yeah. Digest. This is now. Granted, there's a lot of different things that happen throughout the game, but this truly feels like a guy was supposed to punt it right. He punts a line drive left, and you lose. Yeah, and this wasn't like there was no miscommunication. This was no. This was just simple like skills. He rolls right. He punts right. Everybody covers right. Day one stuff, high school stuff. 
and you can't do I mean, you can't right. kick it on a line to a. It was. Oh, here's what I'll give them. They had a second returner. Yeah. It's like they knew on the other side of the field. Just in case. Just in case a shank right. happens or right. something, right? It's almost akin to, you know, when like someone puts a returner back on a long field goal just in case they get like, hey, yeah. man, you know what? Just in case they're short. Yeah. See what happens here. They were prepared, I guess. I'll give them oh. that. But their dude hit it on the run. And that was, I mean, and to me, it's like from that moment on, we had lost. I mean, as much as we were we were trying to still win the game, I think psychologically we you lost. Felt like and every it was fan, be hard to, yeah. we all knew it. I think we all knew even if it gets to overtime, it's not good news. Well, I I don't know. Like, there's a part of me though, and we'll get into into the you know the decisions at the end of the in the regulation. Like, I still, it's hard to go back, especially after slamming beers in Vegas, to exactly how you <laughs> felt. Like, the defense had been so good. I wasn't. I think I felt like it was over when the punt return happened, but at yeah. the same time, the defense had been so good that you kind of felt like, well, they're not going to score on Nebraska. So maybe in overtime, you like, I guess I didn't feel quite as bleak just because the defense had been so good. But now are you saying, though, is this is this more of a, you're, are you looking at the, should they have pressed harder to score? No. Or you're saying you you were good with going to overtime? I was good. Well, let's go there real quick because, uh, I mean, there's a bunch where we're jumping ahead in my, my itinerary did here. Did the game like, happen before that punt? It didn't. It did. Okay. <laughs> I had no problem because I don't want to be like, sure, everything after the fact, 24 hours, 24 minutes after the game or whatever you know what you should or shouldn't have done i was fine with when martinez got sacked i think it was on second down yeah. they had two timeouts there's about 20 seconds left i was fine with i think i may even said it like just get to overtime like i think frost said after the game at that point he felt like more bad than good could happen and i kind of felt the same way mainly because you have an offensive line that has that has shown you throughout the course of the season and especially in these big spots, in a one-minute drill at Oklahoma, you get sacked twice. Here's your one-minute drill in Michigan State, you get sacked. Like, what you can't have happen is, like, strip sack fumble ball game. So, so I mean, so I was how fine. much more – I think that's the, the calculus is how much more devastating is that loss on top of that? It could have been worse. It right. could have been we give up the punt, then we strip sack fumble or pick six type of thing to lose the game in regular, like right. at least getting to overtime gave us a reset, That's which I was in the moment fine with it. Now, I think some people are going to be critical. Why don't we do it? I thought we were supposed to be a comp. Like, I think you, you have to be real with the situation. Absolutely. Like, we haven't won. If we've won 10 games in a row, we're 10 out of 10 times. We're going to try to score even after the sack. Right. right. But we lose a lot of games and we're trying to find a way to win. And so maybe yeah, we are stepping back and being conservative. But to me, like that's the that's the honest take from a coach that says right now, I don't think that we're ready to go win those games right, right now. We need to get to overtime and try. So I, just think, I think some people I think there's a lot of people that are criticizing that decision are a little disingenuous because a lot of those guys are, are kind of don't believe in the whole operation to begin with. Yeah. And, and so they're going to attack another coaching yeah. decision. It's like. What on earth has shown you that this team could is going to be able in 20 seconds to protect Martinez? Martinez is going to be able to make 
two or three consecutive good decisions, accurate throws. You're going to get down. You're going to get your timeouts. Like, what what on earth have you seen in three and a half years that makes you think that that was going to happen? Uh, nothing. Nothing. And, and I think to me, it's like the 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 proof is the second down we give up the sack. Exactly. Like to me, like that's the information you need to know. Right. Is okay. That's where we're at because we did the same thing last week. I think. Getting to overtime was the the reset button we needed because momentum's real. Right, we had lost it completely, and we were trying to get it back. I, I, so I'm not gonna. I felt okay about it in the moment. I still feel okay about it. Okay, but let me. So I wrote this down, kind of framing everything after. You saw me on the flight. I, I wrote like four pages on the flight home yesterday. <laughs> just like just boys. Yeah, just I'm like you slept. Hey, you trust me. You slept at the first. Uh, oh, hour. I tried to sleep. I was like, yeah, it was it was good. But um, so think about this now, because like, okay, after this loss, this team could be, and it's not even that big of a stretch to go down the could have route. This team could be coming off back to back top twenty five wins on the road. Mm-hmm. Instead, you have two gut punch losses, one more of a gut punch than the other. This team legit could be 5 and 0. That's maybe a stretch, but they could be 5 and 0. Instead, they're 2 and 3. They could have slash should have beaten Illinois. They could have slash should have beaten Oklahoma. They should have beaten Minnesota State. I'm not even I'm not even going to add a could have. They should have beaten Michigan State. They have that game won. And so you, you you kind of frame it with with that loss. Now getting to a bowl game is now on life support. And what's hard about that is that was going to be the easiest way to gauge progress. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden you're entering into a weird world and how you're gauging progress. You also could have gotten into the Big Ten West mix with a win. Instead you lose. And now it feels like that heat, that angst, that anger around the program at frost, everything gets ratcheted back up. Yeah. It's just like, what a huge pivot. Like there was a chance you were going to be able to potentially now have Northwestern come to town. You would have now maybe potentially won two games in a row. You're in the mix. Everything's kind of the arrows trending up. And now all of a sudden it feels like it's like DEFCON five, another massive confidence blow to the players, the fans, the whole operation. So it's like, that was a, there was a lot on the line. Some were calling it one of the biggest games of the Frost era. And they argue short Illinois and Michigan State have been the crucial games this year. The other two non-cons and Oklahoma are not near as important as those two. Those two were huge just for like the trajectory of our program. Couple opportunities, big opportunities. And man, the way we've lost those games. (laughs) it's tough man oh I mean, man it, get, it's just one thing if you come out and like man we just can't we're not hitting our throws uh, not can't run the ball and they were really good it's another thing like we win these games we don't make catastrophic special teams errors like well n- like you things that don't happen once a decade you well know? here's the thing i'm already just like <laughs> i am my itinerary i'm just like i am so i'm already off schedule like i had a script of plays and it's like because what we're saying here i guess i wrote this question down i was going to save it for like the end Is it possible? And a lot of people might roll their eyes at this. Can you simultaneously be close and simultaneously so far away? Because that's what it kind of feels like right now. This team is close enough to be, again, what I just said, back-to-back 
road wins over top 25 teams. But yet these laughable elementary catastrophic mistakes hold them back from that. How do you make sense of those two things? You know what I mean? Like, I I think they can be. Now, I think it's what everybody that's a Husker fan is struggling with is you see our offense in ways coming alive and getting better. Defense, we are playing at a level we haven't played in, you know, seven to ten years. Maybe even, yeah. I mean, you have to go back to 09, 010 to me to to look at a three-game stretch like this. Yeah. And then our special teams and timely bad penalties are maybe at an all-time bad. And in the timeliness of them, I mean, that's the stuff. There's every game, there's two timely bad penalties. I mean, penalties happen. That's a part of the game. Timely bad penalties is something we're, right, we've gotten a master's degree in this year. I mean, it's. We're going to write a thesis on it. I mean, seriously, it's terrible. But, and then the special teams are as bad as you can get, basically, when it comes to the actual kicking and punting of it. Right. And fielding of punts. As bad as it gets. So, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to explain the progress in the main meat and potatoes of football than, like, all the dressing and sides of. It's just like, you're, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to explain, like. It's so. They're so contrasting that you go, I don't know how to explain. Like, usually they're kind of, it's all bad. Or That's like, right. offense is good, defense is bad. This is like, uh, offense is coming, defense is good, special teams and penalties are atrocious. Right. And, again, to go back to the whole, to the, to the, the fundamental, can you be close and far away at the same time? It's like, if, if you were to tell someone this seems really far away, you would think like Kansas football is a long ways away. Why? Because you get their shit kicked in every weekend. They lose by 30 or four. Like that. And was- they're not even close. Right. Like they're getting destroyed. Yeah. They're Nebraska's not getting destroyed. Again, they are this close. They're a competent field goal kicking game. Just competent. Yeah. And a one atrocious punt. Away from having, again, I'm going to keep saying it, back-to-back road wins over a top-five team and a top-20 team. Yeah, and, and yet we're all sitting here, but but everything, it's weird. Like So we say that, and then we're sitting here being like, this is just, this is a disaster. Because it kind of feels like it is. It's, because, like, it's, it's just hard as a fan, I think, to watch what you see as a team that should win. I think it's it's harder for me to watch it when we should win and we don't than when we're just bad. Right. Like, I, mean, just I think shot, at like, the end of the Riley era, we were losing by 50 points a right. lot. Like, yes. And, you and still, I was just kind of like, God, we suck. But, like, I struggle more when I go, that's our game. And we've had so many of these games that we go, why are we losing these games? Right. right. We have them. That was a true, like, where we were up seven with three minutes. So sometimes we play bad and we're in it at the end and we have to try to score to win. Right, right. This was another one where it's like, we had it. It was our game. I want to say the ESPN probability was like, at one point it was around 90, 93% yeah. Nebraska win probability. And yeah, it's just, it's a, but it's a weird juxtaposition where you could frame it in a way that's like, this team's not that far away. And then at the same time though, 
I think what makes I think what makes it feel like they're so far away is when it's been the same stuff for three and a half years. Yeah. Like, I think that's the thing that it's because for, for the first two, two and a half years, it's easy to tell yourself, like, they just got to get okay at at special teams they just gotta get a little better at penalties they got like you just you say those things and it gets harder to keep telling yourself that when you're in game 30 of of the frost era you know what i mean like it get that gets more challenging too so i don't know i do you want to can we go to the defense real quick yeah yeah because to try and now now we'll try and be positive because (laughs) i mean it's on the it's it's on the short list of of one of the best defensive performances you'll ever see in a lost in a loss. L- look at this. Here's Michigan State's second half drive chart. Three plays to eight yards punt. Three plays five yards punt. Three plays negative one yards punt. Three plays negative seven yards punt. Three plays nine yards punt. Second half over. Five total yards. Zero first downs. Zero points. They had the number one rusher in the country. Nebraska basically shut his ass down. Just stoned him. Yeah. You tell me from a defensive perspective, like, first just wax poetic. I'm, I'm going to just lob it up. Like, what, as you're sitting there watching that, it, it's what what stands out to most to you, the most to you when you're watching a defense stone a team like that. Five yards for an entire half, zero first downs. But we just were sound. Like, I don't feel like we were just, you know, Chase Young coming off the edge and just beating. It was like everybody was just sort of, it was a game where everybody did their job, but he tackled. And that's, it's just so impressive that they did it. I mean, they did it so consistently for an entire half. Like, they gave them nothing. I mean, it was a complete shutout. They pitched a shutout for a half, you know? And... It's so impressive to see, but as a defense, I mean, what a crying shame it is that you you can play like that and it doesn't give your team a win. Because you don't get – that's not going to happen every week, and some weeks are going to be a little – you know, right. they're gonna, coaches are good, and they're going to have their their weeks where they're going to scheme us up better or, you know, than we're going to scheme them. Um, and you, you give out – you pitch a shutout for the second half and you can't get a W. What's that feel like? I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that where you felt like, because again, sometimes people want to pit like, you know, the offense versus the defense and all that stuff. But I mean, I I just, I wonder what that's like. If you're Garrett Nelson, Doman, walking back to the locker room, like you just gotta be like, what? I mean, I mean, I mean, for, I remember a couple that come to mind is like big 12 championship against Oklahoma. You know, we, we held them to 17 points and I thought, that should, you know, you <laughs> think do it. Yeah. And I mean, it was like, and they got like a freebie where they were, you know, right on the goal line. So, you know, basically hold when you hold teams to, you know, close to single digits or, you know, you don't give them a, an inch and they win a game. It is. It's frustrating because you know that, man, it's like it's not going to be like that every week. It's right. too hard to ask the defense to do that every week. So it's like those are the ones like, God, you feel like you earned it. You don't get it. When I, when I watch this when I watch this defense play, it's amazing what three things will get you. If you're physical, everybody's tough. Like mm-hmm. nobody's shying away from it. No one's reluctant to come downhill. Guys are willing to set the edge, take blow up a lead block or whatever. Like, so if you're willing to be physical, 
if everyone's on the same page with their assignment, their sound, yeah, and you tackle well, you don't necessarily have to be amazingly talented. And guess what? You're going to be pretty good. You get 11 dudes that play with some nuts, yeah, know what the f- they're doing, and tackle well, like, our, dis- our discipline looks better. Our our technique looks good. Um, I think we do look tough. I, I mean, I, I think there's not a guy in the defense. I think oh, that guy's a little. So- it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like that to me. And you know, I think the you know the D line is just them being like physically like the this Big Ten football, and our D line finally looks like. Wow, that's that's what a Big Ten D line is supposed to look like. They, right. they they're not getting knocked off the ball, and and then like I think the I think the secondary's been better this year. I think the X factors are young guys. I, I mean, Reimer and Henrich are, I think, a big step up this year. And Nelson, I think, and, and, and I think and Nelson's, Nelson's improved. Right. He's improved. He I, he's done it time. Because like, I was going to ask you the MVP of the defense is so far, but and it's not Nelson. I think it's Reimer. Would you agree it's Reimer? Reimer, I think between Reimer, Henrich, um, I feel like, you know, safeties have been pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I think they've been, been solid. Um, but I, what I put, what yeah. I was going to point out with the young guy, like, cause Nelson's guy that is still relatively young. He's a third year starter though, which is right. kind of crazy, but he's young. He just seems like he's come along. Henrich is basically his first year, you know, he's coming along. This is Reimer's pretty much first year. Pretty much I mean, first year. He played a little bit yeah. last year, but he's he's coming along. Um, those young guys have come in and hit the ground running. But if you had to, there's one guy we're not talking about for this game. You know, you do the whole like hand out game balls. You got a game ball, your Colorado game ball right there. Um, first guy I wrote down was Snacks. Snacks yeah. was eating some motherfucking snacks that game. Nick, let me tell you this. When you go up north to Minnesota, it's a long trip. <laughs> you better have. In in your bag. Hey, it's like you <laughs> coming to Vegas. This guy here, every time he's got about fifteen bars in who his had, bag. Who had a bar? Okay, I had a bar. You had a bar. I right? had a bar. You're prepared. You give me shit because I always when I get you and I always. He's like, you know, he's got his bags. He's got his cough drops and his. He's like, and he's just. I'm just like this guy. <laughs> I showed up in Vegas. I always have bars. I have various medications and clit. You Advil. You need whatever. You need. I had an acid reducer. Yeah, oh, you did. I, I took I, a tums. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I had gum. I had sunscreen for us. When did you become Mister Prepared? I hate it. I hate. You know what my biggest fear when I'm away from my house is getting hungry. I get you that, and that's how I think snacks feels. Let's see, he had a, a steady diet of running back tackles for losses. He was just eating the center. Let me get some of that guard. Let me get some of that running back mm. right there. That's a good running back. We right got to keep Snacks hungry all year. Snacks was starving before that hungry. Game. Oh, but he, but it just seemed like he was getting penetration. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what his, st- I bet his stat line's not even, and this is kind of the nature you would know better than I would when you're kind of that position. It's just, if you give just no push, dudes up. it's just you take, know? either take two or you disrupt and make a play. And he did a good job with that. He had four tackles. And it, but it's just like, dude, if there was a stat for snacks, 
He would have. <laughs> What's the stat line? I mean, four four tackles, seventeen snacks. That's a pretty good. Stat That's line a pretty good him. stat line for my guy. Snacks, but I thought I thought snacks played well. I thought Garrett Nelson in the second half, in particular, yeah. played played well. Reimer, just you know, we were talking during the game. He's just always there's something to. He reminds me of your brother in this way that like your brother just. It was rare that like your brother wasn't around the ball. Like he just, yeah. and that's Reimer. He just gets to plays. Well, do you, you know, it, 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 it's the, the term we, we sometimes use is the eraser guy, where even if there is a mistake or something, right? It seems like Henrich and, and Reimers, they'll make that tackle at seven yards, where a, a worse player is going for 15 or 20. Right. Where they'll like, they'll go clean up something just by being athletic enough and good enough. Uh, and that's, I think we haven't seen that linebacker. I mean, we had some guys that I thought played hard for the last handful of years. We didn't have erasers. The guys no. that just like, they're good. And right. they all, they constantly get to that, the ball and, and get the guy down. Right. I mean, that's, that's but what does, those guys do. Well. Does, I mean, cause again, I, I, does it seem like, cause this is something you and I talked about in the, in the preseason. One of the reasons you and I were a little more bullish on this defense, a little higher on the Stevenson, maybe some would have, other people would have been. Does it? It appears to me like they really have a great sense of reads, responsibilities, communication, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, because they've been in the system for a while. This is like, the, this is the under the underrated thing about the continuity. Same coaches, uh, same system, right? Like I think we're seeing the benefits of the continuity as much as we we're like, man, these guys are. It's like some of them the same guys, right? right. It's some of the same guys just with a little bit more seasoning. And just like they know the system, like when you know what you're doing, it's easier. Dude, that part of it, I think, has been a big advantage. Did you ever feel like I don't want to get too like, you know, the trust part of it, too? Like if you trust, like there had been times you trusted Stu to do his job. Like you, yeah. and so you know you don't have to overcompensate or, or Jay, like Jay Moore is going to do his job here or whoever. Like, yeah. Or, my, or whoever's behind me, Ben Eisenhower like, is going to come in and and make like yeah. You, does, you, don't, you can play faster when everybody's when everybody just is doing their job, right? So I mean that's that's this the game is like if everybody does their job most of the time, like you're going to be like like then it's just a matter of like okay they're going to throw some wrinkles that maybe you haven't seen that are you know some beaters things that are like that are going to stress your defense and then you might have to adjust right, right. and how well you do that. You know, that's game to game. That's a big deal. But the baseline, like if you were physical, like you said, like you do your assignment and you tackle. It's a lot easier to be a, a good defense then. Yes. Then it's just like, OK, let's, let's be good this week scheming. Let's adjust if they throw something at us. And then it's it's game. The Dick Bob podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent 
at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable, and Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Because what's impressive to me, too, is like, it appears, at least on the surface, like, what Oklahoma, a defensive plan against Oklahoma is a lot different than what a defensive plan against Michigan State yeah. would be. And I think that's also something that it's that is impressive, too. They were able to go to Norman, Oklahoma and kind of say, OK, we're we're going to no big plays. We're going to keep everything in front. Yeah, um, we're, we're, we might even force them to run the ball a little more than they want to. And that's what the plan is going to be. Yeah. It's totally now. All of a sudden, you're taking on the number one rusher in the country, a team that's physical. You you have to be more more aware of stopping the run. And they were able. The fact that they were week week to week able to to kind of adjust is impressive too. Polar opposites, right? Totally different. It's make the running back beat us against Oklahoma. Don't let Spencer Rattler beat you. Right. This game was make that quarterback beat you. And you know what that guy didn't do very well. You know, carve us up. He no. didn't do anything against us. So. Um, they're one big plays on a flea flicker. flicker. Um, weirdly, that guy's done a flea flicker. I feel like every game this season, that yeah. coach, and he did against us. I think when he was at Colorado, yeah. he does a Mel flea Tucker, flicker like all the time. He did, didn't he? I forgot. At, at, at in 2019, he, he flea flickered. I mean, is this a, he, like, fl- he flea he flicking insists, cats? He insists on flea flickers. When he interviews for the job, he's like, there's going to be one thing that's going to, you're going <laughs> to understand about my program. You understand me? We're going to flea flicker every game. <laughs> flea flicker a lot. <laughs> like, so, so how much are we talking about here, Coach? Uh, Coach Tucker, like, like every game? Every game, maybe Once twice a, a game. game. maybe more. Flea flicker. Maybe he's on the headset. He never calls a play, but once a game, he can be like, All right, I'm stepping in here. I'm stepping in. I'm thinking flea flicker. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. What? It worked, but, but you're right. So other than the flea flicker, and then they had a long kickoff return that gave them good field position that yeah. they got, I think, just a field goal out of it. But, like, other than that, I mean, I read you the second half stats. Like, I, I guess the, the other thing I, 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 as we kind of wrap things up with talking about the defense, I, I don't see any reason they can't sustain this. I mean, I, I think no, it's maybe naive to think you're going to keep. I mean, they're not going to hold people to five yards and zero points in a half again, probably. But yeah, I, I guess. I don't see that this doesn't feel fluky. This isn't like Lynn sanity or something like that. You know, where you're like, this feels like at some point, like it's going to slow I'll down. Give Lynn sanity. He could run the pick. Jeremy Lynn did a I'll thing. give Lynn sanity some credit. He was flea flicking cats. At was it a fluke? I don't think you can do something for a season and be a fluke, right? Well, his was like you have a two thing. months. Well, okay, I'll give him that. But so what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is it does, this doesn't feel like it. This feels like a sustainable recipe. You, you feel Would like you rather talk about Jeremy Lynn? Like, this isn't like, like uh, one of those cryptocurrencies are like, this is the next thing. And right, it's just right. Or whatever. Yes. You think this is like a steady. You tell me you're like, I, I don't see any reason why they can't keep this up. I think if they're, if they stay healthy, I, I mean, I think this defense is, can be really solid. I think what you can't expect is shutouts. I mean, I think well, yeah, yeah, I guess teams so. are going to s- scheme us. Like I think, like I always think every couple of games, somebody's going to come with something and your job is to like, you know, not make that a habit. Right. right. So gosh, man, I, I don't see any reason why we can't be solid all year though. 
Yeah. I, I just think it's amazing. And I don't know how much you consumed this stuff when like, it's pretty amazing to think about when Frost and, and everybody arrived, like the whipping boy, the guy that people were close to making him walk the plank, even when he arrived was Eric Chenander. Yeah. People, people kind of didn't believe in the guy from the jump and look at this shit. Like that side of the ball is legitimately good. Yeah. I, and I think what you see is, and I'll, I'll give like Mike Dawson some credit. I think his guys have been better. Right. Um, and obviously T fish, it seems to be everybody. Everybody seems to love Travis. Yeah. Fish. I mean, he, he gets his guys to play hard and right. Um, I, I think we just like our guys play with the fundamentals you like to see. Yeah. They play physical. Um, they play confident. Like they seem like there's a, it's just, you see, like, I don't know that we have like an elite, like first round draft pick guy on that team, on that defense. Right. We don't have that guy. Like the the Chase Youngs, the Khalil Max, the you know the even a Randy Gregory, a Sue, a Prince, you, uh, or you, you like, name it, like a lockdown cornerback, Deion Sanders. That you're like that guy's a fr-. like right. We don't have that guy, but we have I feel like a lot of just like solid football players, right? And I think with the coaching, like. I think the coaches have definitely done a good job and have continued to get better. And Shenander's continued to get better, but the continuity of all of it, it's working for us right now. Absolutely. Now, we got to lean on it though. We got to win yeah. games with our defense. I know. I, and that means special teams can't be terrible. Can we go to the offense for a second? Yeah. I do feel like there is a part of me that feels like lost in all of this conversation. We're even guilty of it. Like, it's easy to point at special teams for this whole thing and be like, that's what the problem is. Mm -hmm. I could argue that if this thing continues to wobble and go off the rails, it's the offense that has failed everything for three and a half years. Yeah. Like I'm with you. I feel like I can simultaneously two things can be true. Once I can see certain things come growing, right? Like, Offensively, I can see little things happening. But at the same time, they're not scoring. They are not scoring against three power five opponents this year. They've scored 22 points, 16 points, 20 points. Like. Just. We can talk all we want about a lot of different things. Punting it here, kicking it there, letting the ball roll like they're not scoring points it's been a we we scored adrian's freshman year we we would put points on the board certain games we get points up there for three years now we've had a a crazy lack of ability to get the ball from the you know once we're inside the red zone to get it in the end zone We've what? Been, explain, explain that to me. We don't throw for touchdowns, I don't think. Right. Very so often. I thought it might have been McEwen in his rewind was, I wish I had him from me. He had, he had Martinez's passing stats in the red zone, and they're like, yucky. They're like the guy that was puking <laughs> <laughs> on our flight to Vegas. I'm so glad that I told you, I said, Dick, just don't look. Don't even look over. Because so, so I didn't know if you start barfing if you looked at the guy barfing. <laughs> so real quick, time <laughs> we're flying to Vegas on Friday. Bo and I are in the back of the plane talking. And the guy across the aisle, as we're, we're starting our descent <laughs> into Vegas, pulls out not a bag, 
a trash bag. He he must have pre packed that. Who brings yeah. a trash bag? Oh, he sticks his head. <laughs> trash bag. Fills it up a quarter. Oh yeah, it was a, and you could see it like you could see the brown. <laughs> through the white trash bag and it was just floating around. I mean, it was gross and you could smell it by the time we landed. So me and you, and we're, all, we're in the uh, middle, we're going over Rolling Stone's 500 greatest songs yeah. of all time. And all of a sudden you went, oh, oh don't, don't look. You go, don't look. And I was like, I had no idea. Like, do, like I didn't know what you were getting at. And then I look up and homeboy is Keith Kachukin. <laughs> All I know is when we landed, he went back. We never, saw, we never him. saw him again. I think Jeffrey Southwest was <laughs> Jeffrey Southwest, the owner of Southwest Airlines. Uncle, <laughs> Uncle. <laughs> I think he he just said like he must have. This must have happened before. He went in the back, and they basically like, all right, you're getting ran because <laughs> that was gross. That was freaking. Gross. I've never seen that. I've never seen someone he filled the bag. I mean, <laughs> it's a trash bag. <laughs> like, does he? If he knows it's going to happen, he's like, "Well, I gotta bring my, I gotta make sure I pack this and the standard three gallons of water pre-drink." Like, <laughs> how do you barf that much if you know you're going to barf? <laughs> like, it was a lot. It was a lot of water. Golly. <sighs> You know, you get up pretty high at the altitude. They say always hydrate. Well, maybe not that much, buddy. Maybe not that much hydration. Oh, God. You got me sweating and crying here. Okay, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, Martinez in the red zone. They, I said you barf when you look at Martinez's stats. <laughs> That's how we got here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. But I, I wondered, because I wrote that down. I go, I go, I wrote down, explain the red zone problems. Like, it's just passing. <laughs> It's but it's barf like the guy. <laughs> the great analogy. Basically, when we get the red zone, let's we look at my trash bag. <laughs> we should pack a trash bag every time that we get in the red zone. But guys, have you seen the stats? Oh man! Oh, that's great. Our red zone. <laughs> okay, we better oh, yeah, get back we good? to it. Yep. All right, here we go. We good? I think so. Okay, we good. We'll keep this. <laughs> we'll keep all this in the in in the pod. See, what's weird though is that some people would say they're not scoring in the red zone because they can't run the ball. You think it's because they can't throw the ball? I mean, I just I thought of, I've seen like a couple of big just like we miss them miss throws right in the end zone. I don't know. I think we like, I always feel like we never have a chance to, th we don't even take the chance to throw it. So we end up running it a lot because like, I don't feel like we even try and the times we do, we miss. Yeah. I mean, but it's any way you slice it, I guess that's why I just wanted to start with like the big picture offensive thought. Like, I think we're all excited about seeing little things here and there with this offense coming alive, but they're not scoring. No, they're not scoring. And you know, your margin for you're asking for it. I always, my line always is like when you're settling for field goals or you're not scoring touch. I just keep, I always say when I'm watching games, like you're asking for it, you're asking for it. Like when, when you don't score, when you score 20 points, you're asking for 
Cerny to send the ball on the wrong journey. Crikey! Crikey! I shanked that one. That's a boomerang to the... Oh, I did Oh, you were a boomerang left. <laughs> I was a boomerang. Oh, I thought it was boomerang left. It would come back right. Boomerang right off my foot like a... <laughs> i got to tell you, Coach Dawson, it boomerang. I thought you were a boomerang. There is actually a... There's a picture of, of the return coming back. And Frost isn't even looking at the play. He's, He's so like, man. He must have heard off the kick. Crikey! <laughs> got the bag out and put his head in it. And I bet he'll. Like, yeah, he might have a trash bag for our, our kicking. Watching in. the film just start. But I, I don't. I guess again, you're asking for it though, and you're not scoring points. Yeah, this team. The recipe this team needs right now is as much as I like to say we're just going to fix the special teams. It's like score touchdowns and make it irrelevant. That's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> I, I can. It's hard to say. Like the, Nebraska, arguably, I don't know. I thought I heard or read that Nebraska is. I think their special teams is ranked 124th. So basically, they have the worst special teams in yeah. the country. But if they were scoring more points, you would be able to get away with some of the stuff. I think it takes the pressure off the special right. teams. I guess I'm just saying, and it doesn't. It makes it more irrelevant. Right. Right. I'm not saying to look past all these things. I mean, clearly, like. The special teams topic is the topic, but what I don't want anyone to, uh, the offense is really not scoring the ball. The offense is not um, out of this sort of like critique. Like they're, yeah. they're a part of this. Like if they, if they could get the ball in the end zone, they had the killer instinct to be like, look, we just drove it down the field. Like they did to score to win. Like they are done to win, what you thought would be the win to take the lead 20 to 13. They've done, this, they've done this for two straight years now where we drive, we get in there, and we get zeros or field goals. Yeah. It, I mean, just, that was like the story of last year. That was the story. Right. We could, we just couldn't score. I mean, Northwest, we couldn't score. We make a – like, we got to score touchdowns and take the pressure off the defense and special teams. Right. We need to. What – I mean, the O-line – let's start with the O-line for a second. I mean, the the false start bug bit him again. Yeah. And the thing that's amazing, it's not just one guy. It's it's they all take their turn. Won a game. Won a game. And here's here's what will be interesting, though. It's uh, is that a symptom of first two road games with people? It could be. I thought about that. I I you know, it's inexcusable. Right. It's terrible. Let's set that aside. <laughs> That's all true, but let's think about it now. Like some of these guys have never played in front of people, right, on the road, first time. It's noisy, and right. they're you know, and, and keep in mind they did, to your point though of that, like they didn't play against in front of crowds last year. No, no so, crowds last year, and like these are these are stadiums, packed stadiums against top twenty-five teams with right. good players. They got jitters in their pants, right, and they can't hear. That's a, that's a factor. I'm saying if you want to know why, I'm saying that's probably why. Um, doesn't make it right. It's just that um, it it just is. It's like, young I mean, guys, it's, it, I think that's part of it. I mean, it sucks. It, it doesn't make it an excuse, but uh, I'm just thinking out loud that that's probably one. Well, what could help this is five five of the last seven are at home. Yeah, should be. So you would think the false start thing would be hopefully less prevalent. Who knows? I mean, but uh, the false start thing is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it was seven. Is it it's, seven and two games? Or is it seven eight? or eight? 
Maybe Did they have more. I thought they had four against Oklahoma. I thought I thought they had four against. They have four in this one. So I thought it was they might have eight false starts in two games. Eight in two games. That's now. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think they had. I don't think they had a false start in the second half in this game. They had two in a row. They had two in a row. Where Frost had a meeting and yelled at him. And then today in the press conference, Frost apparently is there was it was Sichterman was saying that Frost was working with them at practice. So I think Frost is now like the false start coordinator. I think Frost needs to like have his like jersey and pads hidden. He'll be like the kicker someplace. He's like, just, I'm taking I'm it just, on myself. That's I'll what, punt this ball. I mean, honestly, or just go into the practice and be able to just like knock guys over when they mess up and then just claim that he's Cerny or something like that. But the other thing with the offensive line, so because I, I think it, it bridges in, I want to talk about Martinez. Martinez is masking so many issues. Like, was he awesome on Saturday? No, he wasn't awesome, but he was good enough to win. Mm -hmm. And guys, he was sacked seven times. And he Houdini'd, he David David Copperfield his way out of like six or seven other sacks. He could have been sacked like 12 times in that game. Yeah. So... I do get like, this is maybe like, I think everybody's a little more, everybody's a product of their background. Like as a former quarterback, like people are like, oh, he missed this throw, that throw. It's like, well, here's the thing, guys. When at any moment you are, it is, you are getting sacked and the rush is coming from everywhere. Things aren't always clean and smooth when you're in the pocket like that. So yes, is he missing some guys? Yes. Is he, uh, is he maybe holding on to the ball too long at times? Sure. But this guy is, if it, if it weren't for him, forget about it, man. Yeah. Forget about it. I remember he, he goes down that first drive and, you know, I was worried he was going to like, what, he break his jaw That's or something? Like that. they, they went to x-ray it. Yeah. That's I what, mean, thank God he didn't. But like, I, I mean, I literally like turned to you go, well, that's the season, you know, right. like it, it was that it, that's, you don't know how good you got it until it's gone. And if, when you feel like he's going to be gone, like, dude, there, we are in trouble without him. Like, <laughs> totally. we need him in the worst way right now because he does. He he masks some errors. He's a four year starter. Like, he brings some calm. Um, I think really, it just for him, it's like get the ball in the end zone. Get your team to get the ball in the end zone, and everything else he's doing, it's like just keep doing it. Right. Like, you're going to have some plays you miss. You're going to miss some passes. He's got to make the ones in the red zone though. When the yes. guy's open the red zone, can't miss there. You can miss all. He's still, yeah. the, the one thing that's missing with him, as I still think, like, trust me, I'm one of those guys. If you're, if you're a, if you're in the camp that is criticizing Martinez, like, I just. Not this year. This not, year. I mean, just stop it. But the one thing that he has not done that I do think, sometimes I think the term crunch time, we get over, you know, like, that's all that matters, baby. Crunch time. Well, as a quarterback, that is kind of like how you're defined. And I will say in crunch time, he's he's typically not delivered. Yeah. And and that's 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 the quarterback's time. You know, I, I think if if there's any critique on Adrian, it is red zone crunch time. And the rest of his game is pretty good. It's looking up too. It's been great. Like they're running more option. That's looking better. They did put a ball on the ground a couple of times, but which wasn't terrible though. No, no, it wasn't. And so I, I, but I, like I said, I, I don't want to 
I never want to bag an Adrian because he's right now he's playing really well. But when he is carrying this team to even be in these games. So um, the rest of the offense needs to sort of get to help him out. When we're if, if we're going to write down all the issues with this team, we are going to get a long ways down the list before we even bring up Adrian Martinez. Yeah. He is masking a lot of stuff. Yeah, we'll get through every player on offense before we get to that. For him. Yeah, yes, every player on offense and every player in special teams, and then and we'll go then maybe get yeah. to Adrian. But yeah. what? Let's talk about. So we talked about the decision at the end of regulation, mm-hmm. overtime. There, Frost even said it in the post game. It does seem like Martinez missed a, an open guy. I think it was Falk was open on yeah. first down. Unfortunate. What did you think? Because we've talked about this a little bit. The third down call that's an interception. I mean, I think first of all, when you think about the play call, sometimes the other team makes a great play. I thought that corner made a hell of a play. Yeah. But I've always kind of felt like in those spots, it was third and four. Third, four or five. Yeah. Something like that. I, I just... And I get you can't necessarily backyard football it and just let Martina just snap it to him and just like, you know, run for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like that's our answer for every but <laughs> I mean, it kind of feels like in those spots, like go down swinging with your best player and your best play. Here's what's hard is. Pre-snap, I think they motion the running back out. And their man, you could, I was calling it. You were, I go, you go the they man, got up top. man up top. You could right. see it's like, if, if we can beat them man on man, it should be there. I think Adrian made the right read and it's either throw it to the inside or the outside slant guy. Normally on those, you throw it to the outside. Slant Agreed. Guy. I don't rarely see people throw the inside slant. Uh, and their cornerback he just jumped it, man. He jumped it and he got there. Like, so, I mean, did Adrian, Force it in there. He probably said, I, I think Adrian said, that's my throw, and he threw it. See, but that's usually the right throw. A that's the hard part. isn't really a read. It's because it's a time. You don't like. It's thrown it's, before. Yes, it's thrown before the break, and you are trusting your guy to win. Yeah, so in a, in a lot of ways, it's it's Torre and it's Adrian together. Like, Torre, you can't let that guy cross your no. face. And Adrian, it's like. You got to make the right decision, and just, that's hard because it is a, a timing it's route. A time, you're not; it's not a read. Like people, like a slant isn't really a read. Now you can pre if a guy's sitting on it. You know, like if a guy's shading inside, you can go. That's not gonna. But I mean, don't don't as a receiver, don't you got to shake him out? Like yes. that's where that's where Torre. I, I got to go back and watch it to yeah, see. I don't like, know how I don't know how much conviction he had in. I mean, you got to win. Like, you got to win. I think that's a receiver. The receiver's job is to win there as much as it is the quarterback's job to like to, to see it in time because right. it is a quick play. Well, the, the one thing that, that I gave you this line in Vegas, like it's the old Nick Saban told a great story uh, and from his high school football days as a player. And it's stuck with him as a coach at Bama. Now is that in the, when you get in the big moments and the critical situations in a game, don't think plays think players. Yeah. And that's something that I think is a very important lesson or a very important school of thought for people to have in mind. And I guess for me in that spot, I wanted to see Martinez run it. So yeah, that's where I think Nick, when you say 
that I think, well, you're putting the ball in Adrian's hands. Like right. to me, if you hand it off, you're saying no. Like you're letting Adrian throw it to his best receiver. I kind of think that's the same thing. I mean, the thing he has to extent, run. Well, is, I, yeah. but he's the quarterback. Like, or or at least there was a third down where they got him on the move, where you give him a run pass option. Yeah, I get that. I, I get you know you can say that that play call gives him the option. Um, but it's also like I, I think you get man to man. Like you got to win like there. I don't know that I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to die on this hill. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not not mad about the play call. I mean, they beat us on the play call, right? Right. You know, it's like, I think it's, well, here's the thing though, too. Can we talk about this for a second? Cause it ends up being irrelevant. Adrian Martinez and Cam Jurgens, like those are two guys that made all world efforts. Potentially game saving play. Save the game. I, I can I, I, can we like I know it's weird to praise like I mean it was like it's a pick and the game's likely over but like it's hustle one it's hustle and it was smart I don't know if Adrian thought about this he basically human bowling balled himself yeah, but it's a, it's a chop it's, they call it a chop block if there's blockers in front and you take them out right which is odd I don't know why that is but they they always call it but the penalties are relevant right so you this is a lesson I was thinking about more is like on a two-point conversion where they're going to run it in to win, there's no do-over. They don't get no. penalty yards. So you face mask, you horse collar, right. you <laughs> yeah. chop block. Right. You do whatever you got to do right. Which he to did. get him down because it doesn't matter. It's like a free penalty. And Adrian took him out to make him cut back. And, and then Cam. Beef Jerky got on his O'Doyle. horse. He said, nerd, yeah. O'Doyle rules. And he ran him down. And got, so I just wanted to like I, I made a point like I cannot do this recap pod and not praise that play because we've been dying for smart foot. That was actually smart. I just was like, wow, hustle football, great play. Hor- I mean, it's, it's a horrible a learn- situation, but like the learning moment is in those type of situations, there are no penalties. Think, think, think it, it is think all, they, it's no holds barred. Think, think if face we, mask. Think everybody. if they get it to the second OT and win in the second OT. That's like a like that play. Yeah, is like all world hustle. It's a. I love plays like that, but I was also it was a good one. I was like, yeah, that's right. You can't. That's true. Like I've never seen a penalty on the, no, on the team that just turned it over. But I was like, yeah, you just took away two points because you did something illegal. But so what? Okay, what are you gonna do? Replay the play? Exactly. Last thing on the offense, and then we'll kind of wrap this bad boy up. Help me understand. I still just can't understand some of the personnel rotation stuff, like. Not only from, I mean, first of all, like Brody Belt will pop up in re- weird spots, or all of a sudden you're throwing like a screen to like Austin Allen, or your Ramir was fourth string, now he's the starter. Step was the leading rusher, didn't play at Oklahoma. They got like two snaps against Michigan State. Uh, Sevian Morrison showed up in big spots against Michigan State. Betts didn't play against Illinois. Now he's like, arguably, he's he's really had a good couple game stretch. He was injured in the second half, I think. Punt returner. You have four different punt returners. It sounds like they've settled on Ture, but what's his favorite side dish? He likes <laughs> rolls. <laughs> I mean, that dude needs to catch a punt at some point. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I mean, he just wants everything. That he just gets like, he just wants to watch it roll. It's ridiculous. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Runza. Everybody that knows my athletic background, you know, I was a quarterback in high school. But, you know, I believe in establishing the run game. And even more than that, I believe in establishing the Runza game. That's an original Runza cheeseburger. 
some onion rings double dipped in a homemade batter, little bit of a pop to top it off. You know, in football, you establish a run. But at lunch, you establish the runza. It's just that simple. So get out to runza today and establish the runza game or check out the delicious salads. You got the chicken bacon ranch salad, sweet berry chicken salad, and my personal favorite, the Southwest chicken salad. You got to get out to runza, establish a runza game, or get a salad. Either way, you are going to leave satisfied. Runza makes it all better. And then punter, they have two punters. Rolls, I like that. They got Outback Steakhouse and Pristop, you know, like, uh, and so I guess I'm just, I don't understand some of the rotation stuff. Uh, the running back and the, rec- I mean, running back is the ultimate, like, well, it, it must be like every week they go, who looks best today? Like, it's, it must be truly when they say it's an open comp, that's usually not the case. Right. But it must be a day to day battle. Um, and then receiver must be something similar where like, or people are nicked up or they're playing a lot of different guys. Like, I don't, I don't, it's just still confusing a, for me at times. It I get frustrated matching personnel with play calling or just getting certain guys out there. It's just mm-hmm. confusing at times. Let's talk about special teams and we'll wrap this thing up. I mean, Frost said after the game, a little bit tongue in cheek, but maybe he's not like he was like, I think there was 200 to 300 yards lost in special teams. I was the the Torre rollouts. That's that was where I was like, man, just go fair. We could just I mean, we always joked, you know, people always made jokes about Santino Panico, but he caught every punt. I think I guess to get no loud, return yards. Would you take Santino Panico right now? I mean, I just the concept of of Santino Panico. I guess that's just amazing. fair catch everything and go up there and catch it. Catch it. Just catch it. He could catch it. It's just like we've we found out a way. Like, don't catch it in the one, don't muff it. But now you got to catch it. Like now we're not catching it. Right. Like right. everything we do, we're like, well, we better be careful. Not. It's like extremes either way. Yeah, it, but this is like the same reason why it's so frustrating. It's like you would normally try to score no matter what going in at the end of the game, but now we because we've lost so many bad ways, we're like we don't. Same way, like we've muffed so many putts. Now that we're like, we don't even catch it. And then the ball rolls out 100 to 200 extra right, yards. I'm sure Ture saw Cam Taylor Britt muff a punt against yeah. uh, Fordham. So he's not and making then let bad one catches. Or against Buffalo for it. And then let one bounce and hit him. And so Ture is like. It, but that's, that's what happens when you're playing on your heels. Like we are on our heels in special teams where we're like, please don't make a mistake. Instead of like going and, you right. know, trying to do, do the right thing. The, the other thing, I mean. Before we get to the big stuff, like when's the last time Nebraska had a, a kickoff return past the 25 yard line? We shouldn't return kicks right now. We should fair catch it. It's just, but they, even when they do try to, they've not, I mean, I think it's been, I don't think they had one last year and they haven't had one this year. We don't got a guy that like, we don't have a guy that's a, a threat. We need to just take yeah. it in the 20. We should take it in the 25 every time. It's, but it's just amazing with the special team stuff. And then we'll get into this. This will bleed into something else. The kicking game has probably cost two games this season. Yep. We talked about, I mean, field Easy. goal kicking at Oklahoma, punting at Michigan State. Because, I mean, we're talking about boomerang, but how about, about Pristop kicked a seven-yarder? Nick, it's unbelievable. So that's going to lead me into, because what's gotten a lot of run is Scott Frost's press conference. Mm-hmm. And we listened to it. Because there was a, a definite 
like there was a different tone to it. He seemed more, you tell he's mad and the, you know, okay. Was he blaming players? Yeah, a little bit, but I also think like, just because something is, you can say it's just, just because something is true, it's not right to say it, but at the same time, it doesn't make it not true. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, mean, like, I mean, you because said he's been working with them all week. That's that what they said in the, in now the paper? today. So we're recording yeah. this on a Monday. Like he's working with the, he's working with the offensive line today. Oh, okay. But that wasn't the weeks before. Okay. No, no. But I, I guess, because it's funny, it's amazing that like we were talking about this amongst our friends in Vegas and then it kind of like bled into the press conference and it's bled now into like the conversation of like playing the blame game. With all this stuff. Yeah. How much is this like blaming? Do you blame? Is this all on Frost? How much is it on some of the players? And like, yeah. What's tough with special teams is the kicking game feels like it's the biggest issue right now. Yeah. Is it coaching when you're off conference kicker just all of a sudden can't kick a field goal? And is it coaching when you're punters are punting a seven yarder and your punter is supposed to punt it right. And he punts a line drive left. Is that coaching or is that individual players not doing their job? Yeah. I mean, we, that was a great kind of argument we were all having. It's like, and I think my, my big takeaway was like, when it comes to big picture stuff, like, yes, big picture, the coach is responsible. It's, yeah. When it comes to individual plays and things like players have to have, you know, responsibility as well. Right. Like when it comes to them and their individual play. And I mean, yeah, it's a kicker and a punter. Like they have to just be able to do it. Like you can't you can't go out there and kick it for them. And you can say you could coach them harder or something. But like, what do you mean? They got to kick the ball. It's not like a seven yard punt is like you can't no matter what you did as a coach, that should not happen. Right. You could be the worst special teams coach in the world, and those two plays will never happen for the worst guy. That's just such a bad play by the individual. So, I mean, I was blessed. I played with Kyle Larson, uh, Sam Cook, and uh, Henry was there when I was there at the end, but he he was more like later on yeah. was when he really was good. But, like, I never had to think about the punter. No. They never missed. The kickers were good, fine. You know, sometimes they'd miss, sometimes they'd make, but they didn't miss extra points and miss easy ones. It was, it was something you didn't really have to worry about. Right. And that's typical for special teams. Most teams, they're not worried about their punters. They're not worried about their field goal kickers. Not that much. Right. We are like losing games because of it. It's a, it, it's, that's the part that is so hard. And so I guess, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand the, the, the whole, you know, frost press conference and the, and like, I understand. Yeah. Was he kind of lashing out? And and calling some dudes out. Yeah. You know, like called out a lot of the O-line. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't have as big a problem with it. Because it's true. I mean, I like, mean I guess that's if you saying. say, like, gosh, I think we just need to coach you guys better so you, so you don't fall start eight times in two games. Right. I mean, don't you can't you can't say that that's like they don't they're coaching you to do that. Like, right. I mean, I, I do hope like you always do hope, obviously that frost is looking in the mirror at all times, sure. which I think he, I can only assume he is. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I wanted to bring up the point. Like 
you also hope that Frost understands that in the midst of like all this stuff, like you, your offense got to start like it's got to start holding up its end of the bargain. Yeah, because that that offense not getting in the end zone, his offense makes us kick more field goals, makes us punt more. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the part that he's responsible. That's what he's saying. Where he the, he had the, the line, the guy, the foot on the ball. Can you kick it down right. the field where you're supposed to? That's not on Scott Frost. He right. can't control that. Because what was it? He, he had the comment. This was his quote. He goes, we've got to be able to trust guys to do what they were brought here to do. Yeah. And guess who that also includes? Him. Mm-hmm. you got to get your offense rolling. That's fair. So that's the part that's fair. I, I struggle with like one of our friends is like, if the guy shanks the punt that's on you and you're like, I guess. I mean, I don't know how you get there. Like, that's a real stretch to me right? when you put these like very individual things that are just like, I don't know what a coach can do about it. I've been, I've been around football my whole life. I don't know what a coach can do about a seven yard shank. Right. And, and, you can pull him, right. which he did. Right. And then the other guy. So yeah, you can talk about big picture recruiting and stuff. That's fine. Yeah, but like, I think, I think you gotta biggest- like, you gotta admit that like, a player has to have a, a part there, of that. There has to be some semblance of player responsibility and player accountability in this thing. I think I think that's something that that has to exist. Yeah. But yeah, this does obviously the staff needs to do a better job. Big picture, Big picture, because you got to coach your way into having depth. So then the ultimate motivator is if you f up, you're out. Yeah. I think right now, unfortunately, there's a lot of situations where y- y- option two isn't even an option at this point our second punter shanked it too like right. we're having so shanks what do you on do? one and two we don't have a three like that's on the staff that's you on, know what i mean that's on like, them but like it's not only on them right right so i don't know i didn't have as big a problem is it is it probably smart to just always go belichick and just give it, probably i guess but like i don't know i mean i think sometimes people i just know as a player like if i've like if I effed up a block out at the end of a game, you know, or like, or I had out, we were supposed to switch. We were, yeah. the plan was to switch a ball screen. I didn't do it. I gave up a three. We lost the game. If Bill Self's like, we, we got our, you know, our guard out there and he, you know, I mean, we're switching. He doesn't switch. And we, yeah, he, like, I'm not going to be like, you, co- you need to coach me better coach. And I wouldn't have, then I would have no, no. So guess here, what? I fucked up. Yeah. Especially when it's, it. Especially like, when it's something that you have worked on. Right. You know what you're supposed to do and you mess it up. It's another thing where it's like it's a really confused. Like sometimes uh, you'd have like a bad call and there was like no doubt. checks that you're supposed to make that were it, they were gray. And you're sometimes like, and you it is. As a player, thing. you know, like we shouldn't. Have. Those are the parts I'll say, okay, that could be on the coach as much right. as is the player. But most of the time when you see like a – the a player start. didn't do his DeAndre job. Thomas throwing a guy down after the flag. I mean, whatever, but like things like that. Like, I don't think DeAndre Thomas, if he hears Frost call that out, is going to know Frost didn't teach you me didn't about this. Coach me good enough. enough. Uh, hey, coach. No, coach, you didn't coach me good enough. You let me go longer in practice. So Sometimes I went I think long, people yeah. need to say these things out. Like, I mean, again, I think if you zoom out, it's three and a half years of the same stuff, right? That's a coaching problem, yes. right? Again, these are, I've said, like, multiple things can be true at once. Like, ultimately, everything's on Frostplate. Everything, duh, right? Yeah. But 
There are individual isolated things where it's like, guess whose fault it was Saturday? Cerny, kick it fucking right. Yeah. Don't kick it left. <laughs> Pristop, don't kick a seven-yard yeah. punt. All offensive linemen, quit jumping off sides. DeAndre Thomas, don't throw a guy down after the whistle. Like, what is – so are we all that sensitive that a coach can't get up there and say the truth? Now, do people also want him to get up there and rag on himself? Maybe. I mean, yeah. he's he needs to do better, but so do those some of those players too. Yeah, and he and he doesn't like, you know, he doesn't say that guy sucks. He does, you know, he does. He's not talking about that. He's like, he's saying out loud what happened, and by the way, it's he says it. It's just like the truth sometimes sounds bad. It does. Like yeah. we tell him to kick it right, he kicked it left. That's the truth. I mean, what what are you supposed to pretend like he? That's the truth. He he didn't do that. Like he did. <sighs> So I wanted to get that. I mean, it's just the thing also, as we wrap it up, like now five and 15 in one score games, the amount of one score games is the perplexing. Unbelievable, thing. right? We were never out of it, but we can't win it. But you have no prayer of winning a close game because you cheddar Bob in the ish at yourself. And a lot of it is Bob the staff. A lot of it is the, with his own gun. I mean, cheddar Bob. My friend cheddar Bob shoots himself with his, his own, own gun. gun. And I did get jumped by all six of you punks. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's tough where it's like three and a half years of the same issues. And they they clearly have tried to fix and work on them, and it's not getting better. And it's it's hard to project things moving forward to get better when that self-inflicted stuff isn't getting better. And I thought Sip's headline hit it best. Red Lobster closes and I am distraught. I love Sip. I love Sip. Sip's headline in his Sunday column was, do you trust Frost to fix the cataclysmic errors? Ooh. And at this point, three and a half years in, if we're being re in the spirit of being real, he's kind of shown you no reason to believe but he's got seven games left to change that. I'm not, I don't mean to say that insinuating that there is a guillotine at the end of that seven games. Yeah. I don't know that to be true because what's hard about all this is you have to take the whole scope into consideration. Things are, I don't know how, think back to that 2018 Michigan game and think of what you saw the last two weeks and tell me this team isn't, hasn't improved unquestionably they've improved in areas but they're not in wins not in wins and not in in the the clean it up stuff you know what i mean so that's what it's a complicated thing man it's a complicated and, thing. and i even think like go back to 2017 rallies last year we're getting blown off the field right playing weak getting blown out not playing physical from that year like, to 18 i saw an improvement so it's hard and then from 18 a, to now i see improvement except in a couple of areas that are right. egregious. And what's hard is like, they got to start winning some games. They got to start winning some of these games. They have to. And they're not going to be able to recruit if they don't. <sighs> so it's going to be really interesting. Seven games. I mean, there's a part of me that feels like there's no reason they can't be in and win almost every game left on their schedule. I mean that. They could be, they could they could be in the fourth quarter in every game for the rest of the way. 
and they could go 0 and 7 the rest of the way. Like it's feasible. I don't think it'll happen. I, I think they're going to beat Northwestern. I think they're going to beat Purdue. Then you go see what happens with Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. I mean, pretty much Minnesota lost to Bowling Green. Like must, I mean, must win is Northwestern, must win is Purdue. You have and to win those two games. Minnesota seems like the low hanging fruit. I think Iowa and Wisconsin are better than Minnesota. Yes, I agree. And then you got that's and then three. Michigan, Ohio State. Ohio State doesn't look as daunting as they have in years past, but it's still Ohio State. I think Ohio State and Michigan are both going to be really tough. Yep. I think you got to you got to get Iowa, or Wisconsin. Yep. I think your three have got to be Northwestern, Purdue, Minnesota, and then Iowa, Wisconsin. One of right. those. I think you pretty much got it. I don't trust beating the East right now. I think they got to beat the West. Northwestern, Northwestern, Minnesota, four, Purdue. They got to go four or five in the West. They probably do. That is rough. That's tough to do. That's Especially rough. when they just can't help but chatter about themselves. No. So, uh, okay, should we get out our bags and puke? Let's do that off camera. You want to do that? Let's do that. Okay. A Huda Media Production.